gaming podcast where we play some games badly and then talk shit about them and this episode of thoughtless casual gaming is proudly brought to you by smooth my balls for the smoothest balls you could ever smooth well george i'm glad we finally got rid of those last hosts <laughs> yeah, they were shit they were so bad I'm really dragging the brand down <laughs> <laughs> wait why am i george I don't know. Oh, dear. No, look, mixing it up, (laughs) something a little bit different. Um, We are here today, second episode of 2023, and we're keeping the quality levels heading steadily downstream, but we are here to talk about Marvel United. So it's been a little while since we did an episode based on Marvel United way back in September 2021, but it's been a game we've been playing since then. Yeah, I think we've probably, you know, snuck it into some episodes along the way, but they really haven't haven't had a really good chat about what makes this just that thing that we keep picking back up. Yeah, uh, it's if you don't want to go back and listen, and why would you? Basically, United is a game where you take control of one of the Marvel characters from the comics. Seems fairly straightforward so far. It's a anywhere up to four player co op game where the four of you will go up against one of the big bads and try and stop them doing their dastardly scheme. And what they're trying to do will depend on which bad guy that you are facing. So it's a co-op game, four against basically the game itself. That's kind of the crux of it. And and when we say, like, because all the bad guys do different things, right, there's straight up some replayability there. Um, and this sucker came as a Kickstarter Cool Mini or not Kickstarter, and I think everybody knows how much stuff they like to throw into their Kickstarters. So we have a lot of replayability. Like, we haven't touched a number of these. Yes. We have... I mean, Jace has the original Kickstarter, basically, Mm -hmm. Uh, just as a, you know an idea for those who don't pay attention to Kickstarter, for example. Uh, Marvel United, the first Marvel United, had a goal of 150000 US. So if they got 150000 then this game was being made. They made, by the end, just shy of 2.9 mil, which Fuck is slightly me. above. Look, goal reached, yeah. Goal reached, yes. But because it overshot that 150,000 goal, Call Me or Not would just throw in an extra character every so often. And that extra character became 30 or 40 extra characters. 
which means that just in the base game with those extra characters, you've got yourself, Jay, so many options for people to play. Different characters will play differently as well. All to the same sort of degree, but some of them might be a bit punchier. Some of them might be a bit you know, more uh, helping out your other players because it, it is a co-op game. You're working together as a team to take these guys down and you're not going to, the first couple of games we played, we did not know what we were doing. We lost every single one of them. Terribly. But once we knew what we were doing, we knew what each character was supposed to be doing and how to, to sort of help the person that's next to you. Yeah. And you start getting an idea of, you can start, sort of more quickly understanding what the bad guy's objective is, how the mechanic works and how you can then counter it with what you've got playing. So that's kind of how you, you kind of level up your ability to play with a couple of reps and honestly not that many. No. It's it's a game that we've played with a couple of different people and every single one of them has after a game or two got just gone, yeah, this is really straightforward. It's a game you can knock out a couple of games in a night and still not have your brain on over. You're not exhausted, you're not broken. You know, that person who's just come along for board game night and doesn't really know what they're doing, doesn't care. They're like They've been able to join in and be just as involved as everyone else. There is a lot good. Yes. It's, it's one of those rare games that, that I play that... You know, you, you pick it up and you go, okay, well, this looks good. You know, the the models are all sort of chibi versions of the characters and they, they're kind of cute in their own special way. Originally, I was like, eh, I'm not too sure about this, but the more I look at them, the more I like them. Oh, I see. And that's where I was the exact opposite. Yes. But anyway. <laughs> you were all systems go straight from the start. Was, which is funny because I wasn't convinced on the gameplay. I thought I, I didn't want to buy to I didn't want to buy into a game that I was never going to play. I was just going to have a whole bunch of unpainted models laying around um, because I really liked the models. That was my concern in the first instance. But, you know, fate conspired against me and here I am. Yes. It all came at Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got the original Kickstarter release, yes. which is, you know, the base game. You've got, I think, the, the Thanos yeah, um, so I've got the base game and all the Kickstarter stuff that came with it. Then the Infinity Gauntlet, so the Thanos expansion, mm-hmm. and the Wakanda Black Panther expansion. Yeah. Um, now, a lot of the expansions for both this and the second lot, which we'll talk about in a minute, are about to hit retail as well. So you can start getting into the game. It'll be available in, in board game shops very shortly if it's not already and all of these expansions in the base game you'll be able to pick up and they're, they're not expensive it's something like 50 bucks a box basically uh but those extra kickstarter models that you get like i can't even and i'm not even going to start counting how many extra guys you got in the first no, one. No, the box is twice the size of the base game and it basically just has models and cards in it. Like there's no, nothing else. It's just a whole lot of options. It's extra ways. Actually, I don't need to count. I can just look here. So the promos from 
the original Kickstarter were an extra 35 heroes and an extra 11 villains. Well, there you go. So 46. Yeah. Yeah. So you jumped on that. Then the second one, the second Kickstarter got announced. And it dragged me in. Because it was X Men, it was there was no dragging. Oh, like, look, I you gave me a lot of grief about this one. <laughs> I remembered a lot of every day there was a new message going, "Hey, look what else they've added." Don't you want in? Uh, yeah, but I feel like the outcome of this was inevitable. Right? All I'm letting you do now is scapegoat the blame onto me <laughs> because you were always going to buy in. Look, it was it was probably going to happen. Um, had we played before the second one went up? Yeah, I reckon we did. I reckon okay. we done a few, at least a couple I think of we games. Did one at least one with Jared, maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we oh, we must have anyway. Um, but the second one, X Men. So again on Kickstarter, they upped the goal this time. It was a $300,000 goal. So if you remember from five seconds ago, and they made nearly 2.9 on the first one. The second one, they made just shy of six mil. Fuck. <laughs> 25,000 backers. So mainly based around the X-Men and a lot of X-Men. And again, the extra promos got an extra 36 heroes, an extra five anti-heroes, so pieces that you could use either as a hero or a villain, and another 17 villains. That's just the promos that they made. So just an absolutely staggering amount of characters that you can use. And like we said, like every villain that you play will play in a different way. They're all trying to do different things. Their cards do different things. Their win conditions are totally different. So even sticking with the same characters, let alone the fact that you've got, you know, a hundred plus characters that you could choose from. If you just stuck with the same characters and changed villains every game, it would still be a complete different game for you. And that's that's the other really cool piece, right? Is you can you can change the character that you're playing and play the same villain. You can change the villain that you're playing against, keep the same character. You could keep both of those and just change the locations, mm-hmm. which is a third variable. But you can change any combination of those. So the chances of you playing the same game twice over I don't even know how many games. Holy hell. Very, very small, which we're used to here on this podcast. So we got together a couple of, was it a week or two ago? Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Brain is fading, so it must be at least. (laughs) Um, And we we met up at the friendly local game shop, four of us, and got together and played another couple of games with Marvel United. How did you find it on the... X amount of playthroughs that we did. It's I, I'm really enjoying the fact that I think we've got the idea of the mechanics of the game and how that works, right? But it's the 
the setup breakup kind of in between stuff. I think we're speeding up at now too as mm-hmm. well. So it doesn't take as long to set up a game. It doesn't take as long to work out how it, that win condition is going to play and how the bad guys are going to play. So it just means that you're into the next game faster, mm. which is juicy. Yeah, I think the first couple of games we've played, we've spent almost as long choosing our characters as we did actually playing the games because there was so much to choose from. That is a legitimate dilemma and there is an app to help with that, but anyway. Oh, we used the app once. Yeah. I don't think we did too well against the app. <laughs> no, it, it picked someone. It was probably Brood or someone, but... Uh... Yes. Yeah, we haven't been game enough to go back and play the Brood Queen again because she stomped our asses when we played it. Anyway, we played three games. We All three of them were really close, and that's another thing that I like about this game, you know, that all three games that we played were probably around or two from going the totally opposite direction. Yeah. There was, there was, I didn't think we were going to win at least one, if not two of those, mm-hmm. a fair chunk of the game. And then we managed to pull it out of the bag at the last kind of minute, which was glorious. Cause again, it's, it's, yeah, it's a game you stay invested in because you're like, holy hell, can we do this? Can we hail Mary it? Can yes. we get, yeah. and you know, the, those last turns where it comes down to, you know, He's going to go, the bad guy's going to flip a card in a couple of turns and probably destroy us. Has anybody got like a thing that they can move in and punch him with? And yeah, yeah, like we were, I think we were a bit lucky the last couple of games. I will, I will take it. Yeah. No, absolutely. So quick rundown, six locations. Each of the locations has a threat on it at the start something that's you know might be um special to the the character or the villain that you're facing there will be bad guys there'll be thugs there will be um hostages and there there are six threats and the idea is you need to clear off uh, what is it 12 or is it nine Anyway, a, a, a number of some, thugs, yeah. some thugs. You have to get rid of some thugs and you have to get rid of some hostages, so save them, and you have to get rid of some of the threats. So you can work your way through all of those. And when you defeat, when you finish off one of those, then the villain starts speeding up and things get a little bit more hairy. Yeah, and I think that's probably the other piece where we've got a little bit better at the game. I feel like we, early games, we just did one of those as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. No, um, whereas, <laughs> don't do that. Now, it's it's that same conversation that you have in Zombie Side where someone's about to level up and you're like, all right, so you're not allowed to do anything for a little bit because we need to get this everyone at the same yeah. kind of place, right? Um, so you're having that same conversation, like we don't want to save any more civilians because if we do that, the bad guy's going to go every two cards as opposed to every three cards. So he starts going faster and that's bad for us. So let's just hold off on that for a second and we'll do both at once. Yep. We've been getting very good and very lucky at being able to pull off two of them at once. And it doesn't matter which two of the three. If you manage to do all three, you get a bonus. But it's not needed because once you've done two, 
then you can start punching into the bad guy. Before that, you can't touch them. <laughs> no, and that's – I actually really like – because, again, if you could just get straight into them, hmm. the game's over. That's no fun. One way or the other, it'll yeah. be very quick, yeah. So we played three games. First game, we went up against Kingpin. So Kingpin had um, one of his threats was Bullseye was hanging around, lobbing things at us. Uh, That's right. Yeah. I played Cable from memory in this game. Do you remember who um, you were? I think that was my Doctor Strange. That sounds Maybe. about right. Yeah, I think I played Doctor Strange in that one. Um, it was, yeah. I Actually, I really liked Bullseye as a sort of henchman-y kind of villain guy because normally the way this plays is if you're on a location and there is a, a bad sort of henchman character threat card there, when something goes bad, he they normally do damage to you, right? Yeah. Bullseye, however, just as a, a little kind of tweak to that, hit someone in the next location. Yes. Like, I, I don't even need to be close. I can just ping a paper clip from over here and, and hit you between the eyes. Underrated movie. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. But, I mean, no, Bull, Bullseye and Kingpin uh, were very good. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, let's not go into Batfleck before he was Batfleck. <laughs> um, yeah, so second game. We, and this is what I couldn't believe, you had a copy of the one of the expansions to the X-Men, the X-Men Blue. Yes. Which has you know, a couple of different characters, some of my favorite characters, and the villain, Mr. Sinister, who is probably my all-time favorite X-Men villain. Also my all-time favorite Marvel Snap locations, I think. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> That's a whole different podcast. Um, but... You hadn't even opened it. Nah. That well, just it had, ah, it spun me out, man. Like It, it hadn't come up. <laughs> I mean, it hadn't come up. Let me just, uh, where are we? Because I need to bring this up because that was my favorite. But Mr. Sinister, he's been teased in so many of the X-Men films and his, you know, his name pops up in after movie credits, um, like the secret scenes in the middle of the credits and stuff like that, like so many times, but nobody's actually done him on, on film. I feel like he's going to be hard to do. I think he would be, but <laughs> and then he's it's, such a good character. Do they sort of go proper scientist route as opposed to the geneticist? And yeah. I think in the comics at the moment, they've just started the new X-Men uh, storyline is Sins of Sinister, where Sinister has just been doing stuff behind the scenes for a while and it's all starting to come to a head. And I can't wait to get my hands on the first issue of that. So, I, I don't want to say that you are predictable at, at all. However, he is the Fabius Bile of the Marvel He really world. is, isn't he? Yeah. I had not even thought of that, that. He's responsible for the Goblin Queen, who is one, another one of my favourite X-Men villains. Uh, anyway, so this box has Jubilee, Gambit, Rogue, Psylocke, and Mr. Sinister. 
and Banshee for the Kickstarter. Some of the boxes come with an extra character, so Banshee is in that one as well. But we cracked open Mr. Sinister for our second playthrough. And like we said, all these villains have a different way of playing. Mr. Sinister is just trying to collect DNA from the guys running around trying to beat him up. I really enjoyed that. Um, so the way this played, right, is once he got a certain amount of DNA, that was kind of his wing, win condition. He had to collect enough DNA from everybody. Um, the, the flip side was I was running Rogue in that game because I, I, we had to go full X-Men theme. That was necessary. Oh, yeah. um, and... The way this played out is Mr. Sinister got a lot of Rogue's DNA very quickly. It just, it happened. Mr. They had, Sinister got all of Rogue's DNA. Yeah. She she gave it up. Um, he, yeah. I was very excited though because I'd chosen Rogue and I was kind of starting to flick through her cards to see what she did. And there was some pretty amazing abilities on her cards, which you kind of expect. She's a bit of a powerhouse and you kind of want those swingy, nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, my God, she goes batshit crazy, right? However, after Mr. Sinister collects all your DNA, of which he did very, very early in the game, one of his rules is you basically can't use any of your special abilities. And I was very, like, I realized and I got upset and then I got excited a couple of turns later because she could have done an amazing thing with one of her abilities until somebody reminded me that I didn't get to use them. Yeah, that would have been me. Sorry. <laughs> so I remember the look on your face when I said that, going, ah, you should stop reading now because that's all blank. I knew it, but I just, it was going to be glorious. It was, ah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to play her again because there's some really good stuff um, on yeah. there. I feel like I didn't get to really embrace. Embrace the brogue. But, yeah, so Mr. Sinister wins if he gets, like, nine DNA from the heroes. Uh, we had three each. There were four of us. He had eight by the end. Yeah. Like, that was, again, really close. I was playing Psylocke because reasons. She's awesome. That's the end. <laughs> yeah. So, again, it was one of those real closely ones. It would have been less close, except I wasn't allowed to use my powers um, <laughs> rudely. Uh, <laughs> anywho. You were the one getting beaten up by him straight away. So well, it wasn't that's your own fault. fault. He moved to me. I mean. <laughs> that's what I love about this game. Like, all the villains' moves and what they're doing, it's it's all part of, like, a 12-card deck card deck yeah, which you just shuffle and can be totally random and so where he's moving and potentially extracting dna in this case from is you don't totally know. random no yeah, and there's no it's, it, there's no rhyme or reason you have to kind of just go to a place that feels semi-logical and hope the worst case for, for me for these is when you finally gotten rid of two of the the uh, threats. So, so whether it's killing off all the threats or killing off all the thugs or rescuing, when you've done two of those objectives and you finally get to be able to beat up on the other guy. And so like you, all four of you might converge into one spot and start mashing into this guy. And then 
all of a sudden it's his turn and he decides to move three away, which is just almost impossible for anyone else to get to. <laughs> this happens so many times. You think, oh, you know, we just need him to stay still for one round and we got this. And, and off he fucks. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah, no, it's good. So, all right, that was game two. Game two. So game three, we played Arcade. I figured Arcade would be an interesting one because he's an interesting character. He's got uh, his all his traps and his games. He's kind of like like a carnival version of the Riddler, let's say. Yes. And the way they managed that I actually really liked. So instead of having – so normally – all your locations have like an end of turn effect. If you end your turn there, as something happens, generally something good. Um, when they have a threat on them, it changes that effect to generally something bad. With Arcade, however, all of the threats were face down. You didn't know what they were until you landed on the location. So it was this kind of trap spring moment. And then they flipped back over and they got reshuffled and they moved around a bit. So there was this constant, oh, God, which one's this going to be? What's it going to do? Do we land on it? Do we spring the trap? Do we not? It was, yeah, that was a cool little. Yeah, it was It was probably the f- I don't know, second or third person that went and then we realized, hang on, all of these cards are traps. <laughs> And we got excited and we're like, no, I think we cleared off two of them. And we're like, okay, we've got this. We've got, you know, open areas that we can go to safely. And then he went. And he put them all back. another trap down and then shuffled them around. And we're like, oh, Makes I sense. don't know. One of those was really bad if we stepped on it. I remember that. Now I don't know which one it is. <laughs> yeah. It was, I think there was a moment there where we were just like, all right, we got this. And then, yeah, he went and he moved them all around and put them all back. And we're like, ah, oh, shit, I see how this is going to play. So this, who I think did this you, was the closest. Yeah, I probably, reckon this was, probably was. Like all three was, games, we were right on the money. Um, who did you play in game three? So in a desire to embrace the ridiculousness of murder world um i and and capture the the fun that we were about to have i played a fun little uh camera carrying globule it's the only way i can really describe it so i played dupe he's kind of like a bean a floating bean isn't he with eyes and and arms he was interesting. Like, how did he play for you? Do you remember? It was uh, he was super interesting because he had quite a few. Where, so he had a couple of cards that you started in your hand, as opposed to drawing random ones, that gave him, and and it was hard to choose whether it was worth playing them. So one of them let him respawn when somebody got KO'd or when he got KO'd and stuff like that without taking damage, and and you know there was some stuff like that. But you're like. He could do other things, but apart from that, he seemed very much like a a buff character. It was hmm. if somebody does a thing close by because he's capturing it on camera, you also get this additional effect. So it was like <laughs> so the playing. camera was part of it. Yeah, yeah. There was, and all of the abilities had names similar to that, where it was like you know him capturing what was going on. It was it was super cool. He was 
you sort of go in with one of those characters thinking they're going to be an absolute joke and not at all useful. But I found he, he had some little tricks and, and shit up his sleeve. And that's just the special abilities. Like the base cards are just, even even in that instance, you're handing someone movement is okay. good. So I think there's enough on the base cards to make all of the characters useful and then it's just flavor. And how you use it. So he was all right. I was I was surprised. I was I was waiting for uselessness, and I did not get it. <laughs> I went with multiple man, multiple man from playing a lot of Marvel Snap recently. Uh, he was one I wanted to give a go of, and he had he had some interesting abilities. Like I, the first card I played, which started off in my hand, so I didn't need to draw it, allowed me to if I was at a location drop a civilian and then I could move on from that location and that civilian was a copy of multiple man and could punch bad guys and do other things for me which was a great idea uh, it also happens to fill up the locations which can be a I bad liked, thing yeah I, I liked the double edge on that one that yes. was fun but yeah no, he was a lot of fun so he was a bit punchy but like a bit a bit of strategy behind it as well. Yeah, just the flexibility of being able to do things in multiple places when, as you said before, sometimes there's just no way to get to the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Like this just gave you another way to be able to get to him because you could do something from multiple locations. Yes. Um, I found, I've probably found those characters the strongest ones I feel like I've played where they mm -hmm. can affect multiple locations on the board. Yeah, no, I think I think some of them definitely. And look, that's that's the beauty with the characters too, is that they'll all do different things. Like we had one of our players played Weapon X, the Weapon X version of Wolverine one game. And he was pretty much all bash. I'm not sure he had any moves. Like I don't know if there was I think he had one move card, so he had to rely on other people to play moves so that he could move around. But he could do some damage. But yeah. that was that was his thing. <laughs> and you know, you you were a buff character with dupe, I was multiple man, like so I was doing a couple of different things. Like every character just has these slight variations how that, to how they play and extra ways that you can basically have a different game every time you play, which is just an incredible game for something as simple as this. And it is a simple, simple game to be able to pick it up and go, right, okay, I'm going to play this person this time. I've never played them and have a totally, totally different experience to the last game we played. But also not a totally different experience where it, you just don't know what you're doing for a turn, right? No, like that's for true. Turns. You can dive pretty much straight in. You have a quick flip through the cards before you shuffle them. You've got a fair idea how this is going to work. Yeah. And adding to that, the fact that it is a co-op game just makes it one of my all-time favorites because there's nothing I like better than playing with people rather than against people in a board game. Yeah, it's it's nice. In the same way I'm enjoying or I have enjoyed Zombie Side as as another classic yes. example of that. It is it's that game where nobody leaves salty because 
they lost horribly. Like, there's no Monopoly moments here. No. You're in it together. You're either doing it together or you are not. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that that whole aspect of it. Because, um, again, it's also one of those ones that if you want to invite someone who doesn't really game, come along, we're playing together, you're not going to lose horribly or we're all going to lose horribly. It's not on you. So I find it, all those games are really good intro for, for those that will be like, oh, no, you play a lot of games. You're going to be good at this. I don't want to just come be whipped, um, which is a, a very misled and incorrect assumption when you're playing games with me. Um, <laughs> we do play a lot of games. I don't know if we play any of them well. No. But this one in particular we have a lot of fun with. And we have, like I said, we've we've run multiple people through it and a lot of those people have come back for game two, game three, game four. Yeah. Not game think... two, not game three, night two, night three, night four. Yeah, yeah completely. Because you're playing multiple games a night yeah. and everyone's like, oh, shit, I'm not exhausted. That was fun. Let's go again. When can we do this another time? Um, and so I feel like that is a bit of a reference. I think the other reference here is the fact that we've both backed stupid amounts of Kickstarters Mm -hmm. for these and like we're buying expansions. We're looking at the next Kickstarter, which I'm totally not buying. Um, (laughs) I will, I will buy retail expansions. That is absolutely a thing. Um, Cause there are some I was kicking myself. I didn't get to be honest. Um, You get to a point, especially with Kickstarters and you go, okay, well I want this, but do I need all the extra bits and pieces? No. Sometimes you like, yeah. You know, well, can I afford all the extra bits and pieces? And, and, and you have to got, make a judgment call. You got to draw a line somewhere, right? Yeah. But I'm I'm now living in the space which I'm thoroughly reveling in, right? Where the kids are starting to watch like the kid versions of some of the Marvel Ooh. things. So, you no, know, we have a lot of Spidey and his amazing friends going on at the moment. So I now desperately need Spidey verse. Um, because there is a Spider-Man and a Ghost Spider and a Spin and they've changed Miles Morales to Spin in that series and that's how the kids know him and that's how he will be known. Okay. But, um, I suppose so they can have two spider I wondered. Yeah. Spin was not one that no, no, no. I recognised. They, they, yeah, they've changed Miles so they can have the two Spider-Mans next to each other in the same thing because it's Team Spidey. It's not individual Anyway, Spider Man One and Spider Man Two. No, so the, the I mean the important thing here is I feel like I need to paint those because the kids will lose their fucking minds. Um, <laughs> so you've got so you've got the base game, you've got the all the all the um, promos that came with the first one. So and you've got Thanos and like Guardians. You. No, Thanos and Black Panther. Thanos and Black Panther, yep, okay. And I owe you Spider-Man. Yes. Because I, I stole that X-Men blue off you. Yeah. So what's that? That's like 50-plus models that you've got. Mm-hmm. How many have you painted? When you say painted... <laughs> See, this is my point. You don't need to paint. Like, I don't, I, 
I don't, I've never quite got the whole painting board game things. Like I will paint my Warhammer miniatures. I'll paint my Blood Bowl guys. I'll paint my Marvel Crisis Protocol guys. Not well, but I'll do it eventually. But I don't think I've ever painted a board game model. The thing that got me with these ones, and you're right, normally I wouldn't, but when they did the original Kickstarter and they got the Big Child Creatives crew to paint the promo versions of this, Mm -hmm. not only do they have these amazing sort of chibi, cute style models, right, but they came up with a style of paint, like the, the look that they wanted for them. That was just a hundred percent what these models needed, um, and so it just it, it lifted the the models I really liked to like a billion percent, just with the the style of painting that they used for it, and they had a, a whole team of people doing it. Um, so you know, there's some variation between artists you can see, but fundamentally they all fit together really, really well. It looked amazing, and it's a bitch to replicate. Um, <laughs> so I know you did Black Panther, didn't you? Was I did Black, Black Panther, Panther for uh, one of our painting events last year. Yes. Yeah. Which one? I'm not sure, but we did Black yeah. Panther. I started. Oh no, because we did the the three color. Mm-hmm. It was that one, right? And so Black Panther was easy. He was black and white. And then I put a blue in there because all of their um, the studio versions have got like this kind of blue glow going mm-hmm. on. So I tried to copy that. The other two options I had sitting, uh, you know, sort of I was tossing up between them. Moon Knight. Yep. Easy with three colors. Again, mm-hmm. black, white, blue, happy days. Um, and it was, I think it was Spider-Man 2099 or whatever it is. Okay. Yep. Um because again, white, red, pick a color, we're all good. Um, so that was going to be the options I had. So I did Black Panther. I did most of Moon Knight, and then I got distracted. Uh, and I think Spider Man's currently undercoated somewhere. Okay, so you started on. So you got two, maybe three started. Yeah. All right, that's fair. And and again, I feel like I'm not probably going to dip too deep into this, but. The Spider Verse will get done. That's fair, and then we'll see. All right. I got a mate of mine, uh, Dan, who lives in um, Ringwood, just past Ringwood, I think, and he doesn't play like Warhammer or any of the sort of miniature games that we play, but he plays a lot of board games, and he paints them all, and to an incredible standard. Uh, I got him, you know, I love his painting so much, I got him to paint one of my war, uh, Underworld's Warbands just to say that I had something he painted. Um, but yet, for me, I can't do it. I can't do it. The, the whole I think the problem thing. is, right, I, I could do it if I didn't have a billion other projects <laughs> well, that's sitting higher on the priority list, right? I don't have time to paint all the stuff I want to paint let alone the stuff that I feel like I could paint if I had extra time. Yeah. 
And some of the, these models have like incredible sort of clear plastic details. Like, for example, uh, Dark Phoenix, one of the bad guys you can face. All her flames are in like you know, translucent red. Kind yeah. Of. And they look incredible. And I, yeah, I would be, I would not want to paint over that. And I would be terrified of getting paint on it if I did paint them. <laughs> yeah. It looked pretty though. Anyway, yeah, um, anyway, we've raved on about this game and and how much we love it. And if you are interested, by all means, hit us up for a game because we are more than happy to bring. I will play more. boxes of boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of uh, little chibi characters, just yeah. so that we can spend X amount of minutes choosing each character each game yes i would like to at some point i will say i would like to because each of not each of the expansions but a few of the expansions have got additional rules that you can play in Mm -hmm. yep so wakanda has some i'm not 100 percent sure they are it hasn't come up yet i haven't had time um the infinity gauntlet campaign has additional rules way yep yeah uh, and the same way that the blue and gold X-Men, it lets you play teams against each other. So you, I think you can play up to six players on that one instead of up to four um, with two teams of three. And that would get us more people playing at once, which would be good because yeah, yeah. We, we always manage to fill that fourth spot. Yeah. So I, I would be keen to try some of the expanded rules on this one. I think that's the bit that we we need to dive into at some chance. Yes. Yeah, no, definitely. Anyway, we've talked about Marvel United. We've talked about how there's they've done two Kickstarters for it. There is a third, and it is currently going. Currently, as, it, as we record, it has 10 days to go, and it is Marvel United Multiverse. So Multiverse being... All those other weird variations of characters. They've gone back to the $200,000 goal. And currently they are sitting at 1.9 mil. So, again, it is happening. And there will be lots of extra bits and pieces. But I wanted to go through briefly what they've got on offer. So... I'm just scrolling through all the bits and pieces. I know that you can, they've said that you can play a supervillain mode, this one. So play one player as the supervillain, which would be interesting. Uh, They've got cards and and equipment that you can have on your characters now. Some of that looked interesting. Obviously the things like Captain America's shield and stuff would be part of that. But the base multiverse game, contains the heroes, Captain Carter, Loki, Shuri as Black Panther, Spider-Man 2099, Mighty Thor, and Ironheart. So all sort of vague versions of the characters. So we say vague version of the characters, though, but if we just have a quick squeeze at the MCU right now. (laughs) Yes. Um, Most of those have been done, haven't they? I think yeah. 2099 is the only one that hasn't appeared in the film. Yeah, he wasn't in Spider-Verse, was he? No, I don't think so. No. So, you know, that's it. Yep. 
So one, two, three, four, five, six characters that you can play as. There's one anti-hero, so you can play either as a hero or a villain, and that is Cosmic Ghost Rider, who looks really kind of cool, actually. Uh, sort of like a, almost like a Predator Ghost Rider cross. Uh, and three villains. So you get Immortus, you get Maestro, who I've always found a really interesting character. He's uh, old Bruce Banner as Hulk, who is just not quite right, let's say. <laughs> and Emperor Doom. So good old Doctor Doom has made a, a comeback. So that's the base set that you can get. They've already got Doom in the Fantastic Four expansion, don't they? Yes, they, yeah. yes, they okay, do. Cool. Uh, base set. The... Extra part on top of that that you can get, which is a Kickstarter exclusive. So if you want it, you need to back it on Kickstarter. But is the coming of Galactus. So that contains a rather large-looking Galactus model. It's fucking huge. So I'm guessing he sort of sits in the middle of the, the board. And yeah, you actually play around him. Does galactic things. Uh, here's for lackeys, Airwalker, Fire Lord, Nova, and Terax. Nova's probably the most well-known no. of those. Uh, and a, again, this would be a totally different way of playing this. So playing against Galactus, trying to stop him destroying the Earth. So that's an option. You don't have to get that. You can just get the basic pack. Stretch goals. So I'll run through these quickly, but there are quite a few extra characters. So extra characters, I won't bother going into the equipment packs and the card packs and things like that that you can also get. But Corsair, Black Knight, Claw, Chod, Chameleon, Songbird. She looks really cool. She's got like translucent purple wings. Titania, who, if you've seen She-Hulk, good. <laughs> She's awesome in that. <laughs> She's good. Yeah. Uh, one I don't even know how to say. Hepsia. Hepsibar. Hepsibar. It's like Pepsi Bar. Absorbing Man. Cyborg Spider Man. Abomination. Patriot. Crimson Dynamo. Dynamo. Razor. M. Crossbones. Cypher. Dakin. Wolverine Son. He is exciting to me. Chamber who I've always found a very interesting character. He's basically got a mouth on fire. So uh, Maximus, Captain Britain, but the Betsy Braddock version. So that's Psylocke. Uh, Iron Patriot, Speed, Dark Child, Aurora, Husk, US Agent, again from Falcon Winter Soldier. A lot of these have been in the MCU. Landra, an X-Factor version of Havoc. Ah, Havoc. He's my favourite X-Men, I think. One of, if not very close. There's, a, oh, there's an amazing piece. I'm getting distracted now, but there's a Havoc Wolverine Meltdown comic, which is all just painting art, and it's just beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Darkstar, Elsa Bloodstone, if you've seen Werewolf by Night. Haven't. But you should. I talked about this last episode. No, no, it hasn't come up yet. Kid Loki, Wiccan, and Red Hulk. So they are all unlocked and ready to be added on. That is such a mix of characters. I would be like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of cool. And who the fuck? 
Yes. That's the thing with this one, at least. Like, with X-Men, I knew them all because I know the X-Men. Um, for a long time, I have been delving much more into the DC side of comics than Marvel. So the characters that I know, I tend to know from the MCU. Um some of these, I am not a hundred percent sure who they are, but they look cool. <laughs> so this this is not this is not a must buy for me like X Men is or was rather. Uh, a couple of optional buys that you can get. So you can get the Civil War pack, which comes with Wonder Man, Iron Man, Tigra, Captain America, Spectrum, Goliath, Kate Bishop, and Yellow Jacket. Yeah, I, I got excited when they announced, and then I looked at the character pack. I went, oh, well, this was unexpected. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not quite Captain America Civil War, is it? It's more no. Civil War, Civil War. Yeah, they've gone full Civil War, which is, I, I get, and they already had models for a lot of the other ones, so why mm-hmm. would you redo them for this? Um, so I, I totally get that. But it was, yeah, it was one of those going, oh, it's probably not an auto buy. Yeah, uh, if you buy it with a Kickstarter, so you you will be able to get this one at retail at some point anyway. If you do get it with Kickstarter, you will get Hulkling and Iron Spider as well. There is the War of Kings, which is Kickstarter exclusive, so you can only buy it through this. Um, and this is this is the tempting one. This is the one that that could get me. Yeah, look, this one has a color. This is all uh, the Inhumans. So Vulcan is the bad guy. Gladiator is the anti-hero. And then you've got Black Bolt, who, as usual for Black Bolt, I don't like the model, but I love the character. You're not a big fan of yelling Black Bolt scops in general. No, look, I... If they, if, for example, if the if the, the model was kind of like the Marvel Snap art, I'd be fine. Yeah. This guy, he just looks, he looks a little bit tubby for me. And he hasn't got, anyway. Uh, Medusa. Does Black Bolt really need to do cardio? Probably not. He's got wings. I mean, if he does cardio and grunts, he's probably going to flatten a city. Well, this is the thing, right? He actually, it's better if he doesn't for everyone. If he gets a little bit huffy puffy, um, yeah, you don't want him lifting anything heavy. But if he (laughs) ate a bad curry, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, Medusa, Crystal. Crystal looks really cool. She's got the fire and the water, so she's got the clear blue and the clear red on her. And then there's Lockjaw. Lockjaw is just... Oh. Gorgon Karnak. Yeah. But yeah, right. really... It's all about Lockjaw. That's why we're here. Yeah. Look, yeah, that, that would be tempting. Uh, they have made it so you can add in the Kickstarter exclusive from the X-Men, which was the Age of Apocalypse, which is not too bad. It's got a couple of characters, but Age of Apocalypse in the comics had so many awesome variants of, you know, people. So, like, Wolverine had his... He was one-handed. He had a, his arm cut off by Cyclops at one point. So, you know, why isn't there a version? Anyway, uh, it comes with X-Men, Sabretooth and Wild Child Morph, and Magneto as the good guys, uh, an Age of an Apocalypse version of Apocalypse, Dark Beast, and Nemesis as bad guys. Uh, I'm tempted slightly. I'm not too sure. Uh, I mean, you can 
also add in the promos from the previous Kickstarters if you like. There's there's the dangerous bit, right? Mm. Anyway, yeah, that that's expensive. You you're paying it 120 US for something you would have gotten for free if you were joined on the previous Kickstarters, and if you're playing against with us, you can use anyway. But yeah. Uh, if you need them for your very own sense of completion. Yes, there's that. Uh, the other optional buy is the Kickstarter exclusive Fantastic Four, which has Silver Surfer, Thing, Human Torch, Invisible Woman, and Mr. Fantastic as the heroes, Doctor Doom as the anti-hero, and the Super Scroll as the villain. Uh, Apparently a good expansion by all reviews, one of the better ones. No, that's a shame because I've never been a big Fantastic Four person. No, they're a little bit vanilla. Yeah. They are. I know they tried to add in a little bit of sort of, uh, you know, diversification with one of the movie releases, but they are the whitest of the. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, they are. Oh, dear. So, yeah, 10 days to go on that one. It is definitely going ahead. It's funded. It's, it, I mean, it's a cool mini or not Kickstarter. They're always going to get funded with the amount of extras. They always underprice it. Like those goals that they're trying to hit, they're going to hit in the first five minutes, if not earlier. So they're always going to chuck a heap of stuff in. I am currently on board for the base one. I've still got to make up my mind. I just want to make sure I want to go ahead. I'm really just... The the base set with uh, Captain Carter. Let's scroll back up here. I'm interested. Captain Carter be good. Um, I'm interested in Cosmic Ghost Rider and Maestro and Emperor Doom as the villains. They're the main ones for me. But the... Stretch goals. Oh, there's a couple there which are really tempting. Titania, Absorbing Man, he looks cool. Uh, Dakin, Crossbones, Chamber, Maximus. You're now just saying all of them. I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying the ones that I'm really... Te- havoc. They've got a Havoc. God damn it. Um, yeah... I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm just not going to change it and I'll just go ahead and do it. But then, look, if you want Lockjaw. I know, right? I mean, Maximus is coming. He's the bad guy from the Inhumans. He's the uh, he's the promo. If we have him, kind it seems of need disappointing, the good guys to yeah. have against him. <laughs> oh, I don't need... I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's let's just move on from this conversation. So All right. Ignore it for longer. If you're interested to have a look on Kickstarter, it is there in all its glory. And uh, you know, in the time that we have been talking about this, it it's gone up a couple of hundred bucks easily. <laughs> and this is you know, ten days to go is not the time that it usually goes up quickly. Any sort of Kickstarter thing you will see the first day or two, it'll skyrocket, but value will go up, and then the last day or two it'll skyrocket again. Yeah. So by you know, in eight or nine days, 
there will be an absolute truckload of more promos unlocked because people will just be jumping on last minute going, yep, no, I definitely want that because I've seen what it's like or I've played with Mike and George, really enjoyed it. Uh, and my so. jerk friends keep sending me photos every day of the new things that they've unlocked. <laughs> yeah. Look, I was always going to get X-Men, but yeah, you're right. It gave me an excuse to blame it on you. You're welcome. Anyway, that's enough for United. Like we said, if you're interested, if it you know anything that we've said tickles your pickle, uh, by all means, if you're local to Geelong, get in contact with us. We will run you through a game, no problems. Uh, but if you're not, it's it's worth picking up. It's it's a really decent, easy to understand, easy to get co-op game. Yeah, just shut up and buy it. Yeah, Stop what more do you want? Don't talk back to me. Exactly. I'm a podcast. I can't hear you. Anyway, uh, we have a painting event on. Paint it pink too. And you I don't was... have to paint two pinks. You can just paint one pink, but it's the second time we've run it. That's the two. <laughs> Painting, paint it pink as well. Uh, I actually got organized and updated our website today too. So all those details are up on there. Um, yeah. Jump on the Facebook event now that it's there or jump in the Discord. Chuck in your progress pics and, and we are eager to, to see what you guys come up with. As always, we will dedicate a full long ass episode to everybody's yeah. efforts. That that's pretty much the fun. Yeah. Other than that, we've got uh, Blood Bowl tournament coming up. We do the actually officially announced training day. Yes, training day. I still couldn't think of something better. I still like that name. Uh, training day, 18th of March at Throw the Dice. Tickets are on sale now. We already have sold some. So go us. Uh, go us. Woo. Uh, kudos to the guys that bought it straight away as soon as the uh, players pack went up. Uh, but that's happening. So, again, all the details on our webpage, on Facebook, on the Discord. Yeah. Again, I'm super keen to see what people come up with for this. Yes. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Anything you want to add before we sign off? Look, the only other thing I will say, speaking just because we're on the Blood Bowl tangent that we are on, uh, is it, we are, it is Blood Bowl Eve. It is. And I am very excited about Blood Bowl Eve. Uh, and when I say Blood Bowl Eve, our latest sevens, League kicks off tomorrow night. Round one. 23 players. 23. Four less than the Melbourne Blood Bowl League. Yeah. Which is just nuts. Like, I never it's... thought we'd get this many. And no. I'm so, so happy about it. It is glorious. Um, but the moral of the story here is there is a lot of Blood Bowl getting played. And if you're missing out on that, you're not one of those 23 people. Why not? And you should fix that. So, Shame on you. Well, this is going to be a, what, a six, seven weeker mm-hmm. or seven, seven rounds. So seven that's actually, rounds, so. so actually make that 14. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to do six games per player. And because we ended up with the odd number, 
uh, we'll have seven rounds. So that round seven will be the six players that had a buy in rounds one to six, playing off each other. So we all get the same amount of games. Yeah, finals is all nice and honky dory and fair. It's glorious. Um, and then when that's done and we've got finals and winners and things, we'll do it again. So you have that much time to get your shit into gear and to play some games under the belt because we're playing fortnightly, which means there is a whole, you know, other 13 days of the fortnight where I'm not playing Blood Bowl. (laughs) And I'm happy to be, to have that rectified. Um, So, yeah, definitely hit us up if you're interested, if you're keen. Just come in on the Monday league night um, if you want to just see a bunch of dudes having the most fun they could possibly have with their pants on. Um, Some of them not with their pants on, likely. (laughs) Well, there is is at least one dudette. Likely going to have pants on, though. Likely pants. I mean, of all the people in there, probably the safest bet for pants on. Probably. Yeah. Anyway. So, come play Blood Bowl. Moral of the story. That's, that's well, all Come check it say. out. We'll, we will have, we're probably going to have 10, play, uh, 10 games going tomorrow night, which is going to be nuts. Crowd of crazy Blood Bowl players. And, yeah, like, you know, 23 players. Plus, there are a couple which said, I want to, but I like life and work and, and stuff just aren't lining up at the moment, so I'm going to have to pass on this league. So it could, you know, we could hit 25, we could hit, you know, high 20s next league. Yeah. And we're, we are a, a newbie-friendly league. That Like, it's all played for fun and games. It's shits and giggles. It's Blood Bowl. We can't take it seriously. No. We are more than happy to run you through your first game of Blood Bowl ever, and we have a number of guys. We have three guys this season who are just starting up, and this is their first intro to Blood Bowl. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's good. We should talk about a second league for the alternate week. Anyhow. Didn't um, last episode we talk about how we wanted to play other games apart from Blood Bowl? I know, but I'm very excited about it. Well, okay, <laughs> I, I will say, is 11's a different game? Anyway. Um, it kind of is. That's it from us. Give us a follow on Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch, Twidbean, um, Insta, all of the above. Uh, as always, a huge shout out, shout out to our Patreons who help us, you know, pay for the prizes for these little painting events and competitions and prize draws that we do, uh, and a huge. Shout out, as always, to our thoughtless patrons, Alice and Clinton. Thank you so much, guys. Ridiculous. Jump in the Discord. Yeah. Jump in the Discord. Have a chat with us. There's so many conversations going on. It's just, I love, I love our Discord. It's just so good. Super friendly, which is what you want. I mean, this is, unless it's not, but most of the time, I feel like we are the safe word of the internet. Banana. I, I was going to say pineapple, but you know, <laughs> it's interesting. We've both gone with fruit. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's when you say something like "Don't stop" as your safety phrase. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, the, the mixed messages, right? I have that <laughs> in the rest of my relationship. I just need something that's clear. Uh, 
Anyway, that's it from us. Thanks for listening. Laters. Catch ya. Casual gaming. You're the casual.